Hey, this is John Straza, and this is Sower Seeds Podcast, and uh, we're happy to have you here today. We're going to be talking about love, and uh, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 13, the famous love chapter, and I want to approach it from a certain point of view, so we're going to get into that uh, today. Um, we're going to also be in uh, 1 John, so we're going to put those two together, and we're going to be talking about love, but first I just want to say thank you for being here and being part of the podcast. And we ask if you uh, share it with a friend and let people know about it. It would be awesome. People are listening and we have people from different countries now, uh, quite a few in fact, and we're just thankful for that. So thank you all of you for listening in. So let's uh, go on with this. We're talking about love today and the thought that came to me as I was thinking about this and before we turned on the recorders and everything, was that love is God in you. I'm going to say that again. Love is God in you. And I want to show you something in First John 4. It's really, really something. John's writings appear to be simple, but they're very, very deep. So look at First John with me uh, to begin with, fourth chapter, and Let's start at verse um, 7. He says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. This is really important. In verse 8, he says, The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So this is a simple sounding statement, but it's actually really deep. So I'll look at it again. Verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And he's talking about the type of love that is God. It's the word here is agape. It's God's love. It comes from God. It's a deep love. It's something that only God can give us. And that's John's point. He says the one who doesn't love God, uh, in verse 8, doesn't know God. That means God's just not in him. He, he doesn't have that kind of love because God is love. And John is really trying to paint a picture here about where love comes from. Because sometimes we think about love, especially when we're new Christians, we perceive love a certain way, usually just from the way that the world has taught us. And God's love is different than that. And we talk about it a lot, but it's something that we should really, really think about and pray about and talk to God about, develop an understanding over time of what this love is because it's a giving love and it's a love that sets you free. It's a love that feeds you. It's a love that heals you. And that's what John is saying here. This love comes from God. You know, even if you look at verse 9 here, he's saying, by this the love of God was manifested in us. See that? God's love was manifested in us that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. In other words, John's just trying to paint the picture that love was given to us first. That's what he's saying here. That's the broader picture. And that's the kind of love that is God's love. 
he gave to us. We didn't love him first. That's what he says in, in 1 John 4 and 10. And this is love, not that we loved God. See, we didn't love him. But that he first loved us and sent his son for us. So John is, again, he's painting this picture in a broad way saying, this is what the love of God looks like. Now, I want to bring this over to 1 Corinthians 13, where the Apostle Paul is talking about love. This is a well-known chapter, and I think we're going to go through most of it. Uh, this might be a little bit more of a teaching episode today. So get 1 Corinthians 13 in front of you, and, and let's go through this. This is really something. And just open your heart to this. This is amazing. So Paul starts out by saying, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing." It's an interesting thing that Paul starts out this way, that this is how he starts presenting the picture of love. Because he keeps saying, if I, and if I, and if I. He says, if I speak with tongues, and if I have the gift of prophecy, if I have all faith, if I give all my possessions, if I surrender my body. All these examples starts with if I. And yes, when we do a work for God, and we do something um, that the Lord's directing us to do, we do it. But Paul's painting a picture here, saying that all of these things that would be considered good works, even very spiritual things, he starts off by talking about speaking in the tongues of men and angels and prophesying. He's saying that it could be nothing more than a loud cymbal that's just clanging in somebody's ears, and that if you have all this knowledge and all this faith to remove mountains, but, but don't have love, he said you're nothing. And Paul is painting a picture that without love, all of these amazing works profit nothing. He even ends it by saying, if I surrender my body to be burned, but don't have love, it profits me nothing. And Paul is just trying to say that love, just like John was saying, is from God. Because when we see what love is like, we don't see that in us all by ourselves. And we're going to look at that. But Paul is saying here, when we have these wonderful gifts. He's talking about prophecy or knowledge or faith. They're to be accompanied by love, to be of value. Love is the only thing in the end that gives great value to something that you do, and more specifically, God's love in you. That's why I started this out by saying, love is God in you. So let's move on when he starts to talk about love in verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind and not jealous. He put those two things together, by the way, the way that's written. Love is kind and not jealous as a two pieces there together. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Love does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It's not easily provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. In other words, it doesn't take into account something that was done wrongfully to you. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rather rejoices 
with the truth. And look at verse 7. This really stands out. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. This is a deep verse because Paul is saying, and really the Holy Spirit through Paul is saying, that when you walk in love and that life that you are living because of love, the things that you go through you can bear. And the word you need to believe, you can believe it. And the hope that is in you, you hope it. And the things that you have to endure, you will endure because of love. That's a powerful scripture. Often people read this and they start at verse 4 and they see love is patient and it's kind and they remember those things. And you know what? It's all so important. And we can look at all of these things from being patient and kind and not arrogant and not seeking our own and we don't take into account the things that we've suffered from others. And, and we can say, man, that's not like me. And it isn't. By, by our very nature, we're not like this. And that's the point. Love is God in you. God will be this in you. That's what John was trying to say. He that loves knows God. He knows that God is in him. And this is a process. You know, we grow in faith and we grow in grace and we grow in love. And what we're reading here, it's like I always say recently, is that it's the sower's seeds. This, these seeds that we're, these words we're reading are seeds. And we plant them in our hearts and they grow. And this patience and this kindness and the rejoicing in the truth and the believing all things and the hoping all things and enduring, these things grow. What we were a year ago, we're not today. We've grown past that point. This is about growing. When we talk about love, we're always talking about growing in God. And a heart that is open to allow God to live through them is going to look more like 1 Corinthians 13. And if the Lord uses you to speak a message or to share or give or to give money to somebody or to share your knowledge about God with somebody, when it's partnered together with love, that's going to be an effective work. And yet you could give every dime you have to somebody. And if there's no love there, it won't profit you anything. So here, verse 7, I want to look at that again. That just keeps popping up at me right here. I'm just looking at this verse right now. Love bears all things, believes all things. You know that the believing that we do in, in the Word of God requires love? It's not just faith. Faith works by love. Paul tells us that faith works by love. And when we believe and when we hope and when we endure and when we hear God's word, love is part of that. Because we love God. He loves us and we love him. And that grows in us. And his word grows in us. And you'll see faith and believing start to escalate in your life. It'll grow. So he says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. You will hope things for yourself. You will hope things for others and it'll be out of love. And you'll endure things out of love. And he goes on to say, love never fails. Human love will fail, but God's love, and that's what we're always talking about here. 
never fails. You know, brothers and sisters, if you took verse 8 and just those three words and meditated on that, prayed on that, sowed that in your heart and your mind, and you really camped out on those three words, it would change your life and the way you see everything. Very little would shake you if you understood those three words. Love never fails. That's the whole picture of Jesus coming to this world and doing everything he did and dying for us and the despair that those disciples must have felt seeing him on the cross. But love wasn't going to fail, and it didn't. It rose up victorious, and he rose up victorious. This is the love of God. It never fails. And the resurrected Christ is forever alive, and he's alive in us. We are seated with him. We are risen with him. That's love. That's what we're talking about. Love never fails. And at the very last verse, verse 13, it says, But now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. Paul is just simply concluding that we have faith, we have hope, and we have love. These three. But the greater of these is love. He's saying that love is the foremost of all. Because it's possible to take faith and kind of push love back. And the, the amazing gifts he was talking about when he opened up saying prophecy and knowledge. And people can get out of balance and they get too much about that and too little about the love. If you had to err, err on the love side and the gifts and the knowledge and the works that you do and the ministries that you have and the things that you do, they'll follow along in love. It's critical. It's the most important thing. Love never fails. And love is God in you. That's how this all started. We didn't love God first. This is what John was telling us in 1 John 4, that we didn't love God first. He loved us first. And he showed us his love through his son. That's all in the picture of of love here. And when that picture, which is the gospel, is in your heart and you understand it more deeply, what Jesus did for us and that we were received this gift of love that, that what he did for us wasn't because we were so lovely, it's because he was full of love. When that's part of your picture of love, then 1 Corinthians 13 means much more. Love is patient. And you say, of course it is. God was patient. Love is kind. Well, God was kind. And on and on. God rejoices in the truth. He bore all things. He believed all things. He hoped all things. He endured all things. That was the life of Jesus here on earth. If you read through 1 Corinthians 13, you're seeing Jesus, the perfect representation of the Father. It's awesome. And the meaning of love and the depth of love grows much, much broader in your heart when you see it that way. See God in you as the love that will grow in your heart. It says he shed his love abroad in our hearts. So this is really an awesome thing. Love never fails. And love is God in you. And that love never fails. He is always faithful. He is always 
victorious. Brothers and sisters, this is really awesome. This is awesome. Let's, let's look at that verse 8 again, just those three words, and let's meditate on that. Love never fails. And in all the beauty that love is, that it is patient and kind, it's never jealous, it doesn't brag, it's not arrogant, it doesn't act in an unbecoming way, it doesn't seek its own, it's not easily provoked, it doesn't take into account the wrongs that have been done, it doesn't keep score, and it doesn't rejoice, it's not happy when, when it sees unrighteousness but rejoices, love rejoices with truth and in truth. And love bears all things and love believes. Isn't that something? Love believes all things. And by the way, he's talking about good things, godly things, because we're talking about godly love. Love hopes all good things. Love endures all things. And finally, he says, love never fails. So brothers and sisters, I'm going to leave it right there. Love never fails. This seems like a simple message, but it's not. This is the most important of them all. This message about love that you're reading in 1 Corinthians, that you're seeing in 1 John 4 and all over, that is the most critical message of all. That's the most important message of all. Grow and become grounded in the love of God. It's awesome. So I will leave it there. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. And we're just happy to have you here. Um, God bless you. We're going to come back next week. I don't even know what we're going to talk about next week yet. Uh, Maybe we'll continue on this love. Or maybe there's something else special. It always is. We just follow the Holy Spirit. So that's what we do. So we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you. 